As we continue our readings, both from the Acts of the Apostles and as well as from John's Gospel, chapter 6, what the Lord wishes to share with us is one, is that he is the one who has come down from heaven. He is the one who is nourishing us. He is the bread that came down from heaven so that we may have life, that we may have life to the fullest. And it is within the context today of, as we see that, you know, the, the crowd, the crowd was following him, as you know, that, you know, three days ago when we read of this great multiplication of, of, of the loaves and fish, and then the next day, more people wish to partake of it, more people wish to receive this beautiful free gift of being nourished, of, of receiving as much bread as they wish to eat, as much fish as they wish to eat. And they so finally, they follow him, they track him down to Capernaum. And this is where they said to him, uh, how did you get here? And the Lord says to them, you are seeking me because you wish to, to receive bread but I wish to give you something extra, something greater than that. And so today, he, um, he wants to give him this special type of bread and they say, okay, give us this bread, this, this bread that, that you're promising. Because just like Moses, who uh, down in the desert gave the Israelites the manna, for, as you know, they were there for 40 years. The Lord uh, nourished them with that bread from heaven, this type of bread that guy gave him, and so they're asking Jesus, well, what can you do for us? What can you do? Can you do something special for us, just as, as, as Moses did for the people, people in, in the desert? And the Lord today says to, to all of us, to them as well as to all of us, it was not Moses that gave you bread from heaven. It was my Father, the one who loves you, the one who has created you. He's the one who freed you from the slavery. He's the one who leads you into the fullness of life. He's the one who will give you this bread. And, and, and so, and then he continues, it's not only that the Father, Heavenly Father gives you this bread, he gives you right now through, through the gift of the Son of God. He gives this bread, the bread that, that all the people of this earth are in need of nourishment. You know, the people are in need of that nourishment because God is the truth. God is the salvation of all. God is the one who instructs and guides us, and he guides us through his son. He is that bread. He is that bread that came down from heaven because, he, as we know, bread, the image of bread, is that it's a source of nourishment for all of us. You know, the biblical understanding of the word bread, and as we know, is that which sustains a human in existence. It's not just the word, you know, that particular type of food, which we call bread, but bread is that which gives us life, which nourishes us, which sustains us. And so that biblical understanding of the word and the reality of bread is very, very important. Today in our world, maybe people are afraid to eat too much bread because they're gaining weight and so they, they consider other types of sources of, of nourishment as being important. But nonetheless, bread is not removed. The reality of bread as the nourishment that God provides for his people to sustain them is still true, is still a reality. And so what we have today is that Jesus himself says, that, I am the bread of life.
I am the bread of life that came down from heaven. I am that bread of life that is, it is a source of nourishment for all peoples. He is the bread. He's the bread that nourishes us. Now I am the bread that, uh, that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever. So the promise that the Lord gives for those who are nourishing, who are being nourished uh, on, on the bread of life is that special promise of, of eternal life will live forever, not only will be sustained here on this earth, but also will live forever. The bread that the Lord gives ultimately is the Eucharist. He gives himself as the bread. We take the bread, we take the wine, take the bread, and through the power of the Holy Spirit, this bread becomes the body of Christ. He is the truly, truly the bread of heaven, the, the bread of angels, because it is God's gift to us. Sometimes it is a mystery as we contemplate, how is it possible that God would do something, something like this for us? Some people do not appreciate or some, some people consider the Eucharist as being symbolic, only symbolic that God gives a sort of symbolic gift of himself as the bread. But for us, we know it's not symbolic because Jesus says, this is my body. This is my body broken for you. You know, the body of Christ, the bread and the body are one. The bread that Jesus speaks of is one. And we were talking and receiving the Eucharistic bread. And of course, you know, even when we say in the Our Father, we say, give us this day our daily bread, that nourishment, give us the spiritual gifts that we need to be nourished so we may, may, may be alive, not only in the physical way, but also to be nourished in a spiritual way where we receive God's wisdom, God's love, God's mercy. We receive all the blessings that flow from God. That is the gift of that bread of heaven. Eucharist as being that very powerful nourishment is a source, as Vatican II speaks, source and summit of everything that we desire, source and summit of all our spiritual life, source and summit of everything that we would need in order to receive salvation, and receive transformation, divinization. That's, that's what we, we speak of. And the whole chapter of John's Gospel, chapter 6, speaks of this, that Jesus who promises us that he is the one who is that bread that we absolutely need for our human subsistence and life. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger. And whoever believes me, me me will never thirst. It is not only that he is the source, but whoever comes to the Lord, he will never hunger. Why? You know, we seem to always be searching for some things. We, some, we always seem to be not satisfied, even the things that we wish for. Even when we get, get and, and acquire the things that we long for, we have them for a while. And then it seems like it doesn't fulfill our hearts, doesn't fulfill completely what we desire. Uh, just like children who receive all kinds of gifts and, and toys and everything else, after a couple of days, it seems like it doesn't provide that, that joy for them. So they're looking for something more because God made us for himself. Our hearts are restless, as St. Augustine would say, until they rest in him. And so that's why we hunger. We hunger for something more. It's not, you know, the type of things that we do, the type of things that we receive. 
the type of things that we enjoy doesn't seem to give us that fullness of, of, of that fulfillment. But it is the Lord himself. And so the Lord says to us that not only I am the bread of heaven, but the whoever comes to me will never hunger. And whoever believes in me will never thirst. So again, believing in Jesus as our source of happiness, as our source of fulfillment, believing in Jesus that he can give us all. You know, the greatest thing that we receive here on this earth is a gift of life, is a gift of love, because that's why we always long for life. As we know, God gives us life. He shares life with us, but he also shares new life, the gift of birth of children, the gift also of, the, of love, love, which is the very foundation of what we desire and what we wish. And so it is the Lord that, that is able to, to give us both the gift of life, not only human here, but eternal life. And he gives us love, never ending love, merciful love, because we are always in need, because we are broken by ourselves. And so these are the gifts that the Lord gives us. And this is what, what happened to Stephen. Stephen, St. Stephen today, as we hear in their first reading, he was nourished by God's, God's love. He was nourished by his bread, the Eucharist. And we see the extraordinary manifestation of that faith today when he is willing to offer his life for Christ, his offer his life for Christ. And so he, was a, he is able to, to witness with that courage that comes from God, that courage that comes from the Holy Spirit. And he's able to witness before Sanhedrin, before the elders, witness to Christ who he is. And then he reminds them that, that they have always persecuted those who, were, who spoke on behalf of the Lord. You have, you have always been stiff-necked. You have always been, you lack faith. You've always done things that you wish to do disregarding God's ways. And he says, and, 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 and you know, you, you were able to, to justify yourself. But the fact is that you close your heart to God. You know, you, 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 you lack that, that circumcision of the, of the heart. You may have this circumcision of the body. And of course, when he reminded them of, of and of course, not them, but all of us, all of us have, have been unfaithful to God. The Lord has always reminding us that he's there, but we, we do not accept his gifts. We do not accept him. We do not, we do not follow him. And so what we have here again in that first reading is, 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 the, is the witness of St. Stephen, witness to the power and love of God working in him, filled with the Holy Spirit, he looked up intently to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And Stephen said, Behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. You see that God at such moments, especially when, when those who witness him, witness to him, he gives them the grace to see him. He sees Jesus as a resurrected one. Jesus at the right hand of the, of, of the Father, Jesus who is interceding for us. And so Stephen, filled with that presence of the Holy Spirit, 
imitates the Lord Jesus himself. He offers his life for him, even though they are infuriated, they want to eliminate him. They want to eliminate him because they don't want to hear this type of witness. And they begin, as they say, they drag him out of the city, just like Jesus was dragged out of the Jerusalem and, and they stone him. And we see that Stephen gives that type of witness like Jesus himself did. Lord, he says, do not hold the sin against them. You know, praying for his persecutors, just like Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they're doing. And so we have Stephen imitates Jesus. And he also says, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit, just like Father, into your hands, I command my spirit. In Stephen, the church has given us the witness, the first martyr, the witness to Christ. And what type of witness it is, a witness in faith and love, witness in imitation of the Son of God. And so the church has received through through Stephen, this powerful witness of what it means to be a Christian and to offer our lives for Christ. Why? Why do we need this type of witness? It's because we, we see that in, 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 in Stephen, that which works within us, the power of God's love, the power of the Holy Spirit that takes our humanity, our weak humanity, and, and is transforming us into being the son and daughter of God. What an incredible gift that is. I don't think we fully appreciate what God is doing for us because we always are trapped in our own humanity. And so here today, through these readings, what is the Lord saying to us? First of all, that he is the source of everything that we ever desire and wish. Secondly, is that he will strengthen us no matter how weak we may be to becoming a son and daughter of God. And then third is not only does he allow us to participate and partake of him through the Eucharist, especially through his word, but above all through the Eucharist, he wants us to know that he's preparing us for eternity and that eternity is worth our, our, our hopes and desires because it is even greater than we can ever imagine. For God so loved us that he gave us his only son that we may share in his glory. Maybe then today, as both we are encouraged to find confidence in the Lord, we also are asked that our hope, which is our future glory, that this hope will sustain us on our journey, no matter what difficulties we may face, that this hope of Christ himself, who is our gift, that he may be able to sustain us and not only that, but transform our daily life into a life of joy, uh, our life of, of uh, glorious anticipation of the future. So may the Lord then today, especially when the moment we receive the Eucharist, even if we are to receive him spiritually, that we may long to be united with him. We may long to receive him into our hearts so that we may find that fulfillment in him for all that we desire is happiness and God can give us this true happiness in him. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, 
and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.